Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Eddie Kane Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Kane. Today is April 13th, 2015. I'm out here in Metroplex. That's out here in North Texas area, United States of America, in the universe. <laughs> Today is our fifth episode, and... It is great. Let me tell you, we are having some great, great feedback. And um, I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. We're having more things coming to you. Actually, uh, we should have our website up and running within the next, excuse me, the next uh, couple of weeks or so. So that is definitely a good thing that's going on, you know, as far as what Eddie Kane Radio is concerned. Um, we also have some awesome guests coming up. Um going to have Ayana Molina, a.k.a. Fire. She's out of New Orleans. Um, she's, a, she's not only a, a, a poet, a spoken word artist, uh, she's an activist. She's also an advocate for uh, women's rights. Uh, she has a book that's out called Runaway Girl, and also with a complimentary CD. It is awesome. Uh, her website is truelovemovement.com. That's T-R-U-L-O-V-E, movement, M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T dot com. Uh, it is, check it out, check it out. As a matter of fact, also, she is a, a radio host of a weekly uh, show that comes on uh, Saturdays at 5 o'clock. But when we get her on the show next week, uh, we're definitely going to allow you to uh, have your questions answered as well as let her tell her story and everything that she's doing. So I'm I'm definitely excited about that. Uh, a little bit later on, we're going to have a great friend of mine uh, coming on the coming on the air. We'll be discussing some things. Her name is Raquel, and um, she she's definitely on another level. She she drops a lot of knowledge. We can't wait to uh we can uh, get in touch with her. She she's very busy doing her thing. She's also a a Zumba coach as well. So she she's about health and fitness and also uh being um you know mentally well. You know, we, we definitely need to be on, on a holistic level, you know, on a spiritual level. We definitely need to be well. And um so every time we talk on the phone, it is always it is always a great conversation, and it's all, we're always learning something. So that's the awesome part about that. Um, like I said, today is Monday, so um, we're going to discuss a few things about this weekend, what has passed, and 
what has transpired. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of people know about uh, what happened in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. If I'm not mistaken, it's, it's with the uh, with the teachers, and the uh, there was a scandal about them giving out test scores, and um, I think it was about twelve teachers. And uh, what actually happened is uh, they wound up being uh, prosecuted. The, the crazy thing is they were given some time. And when I say they weren't even fired for the jobs or, or reprimanded or anything like that, I mean, the judge is like flat out, look, we're going to give you all time. Y'all going to jail. You know, all this for, uh, for, for doctoring numbers or whatever in order so these, these kids can pass. But one thing with, uh, it seems like what people forget is that um, George Bush, didn't he pass something um, as far as what the kids are concerned? And he, he's talking about, you know, no child left behind and things like that. So it's, it's crazy. It's funny. But the thing is, to get to my point, is that you giving these teachers jail, you were giving these teachers jail time, what in the world? I mean, Teachers are getting jail time for passing students, but cops are getting off for killing people. Now, in a perfect world, that would make sense. Well, in an imperfect world, that would make sense because this world is very much imperfect. It's crazy. It is it's, it's on something else. But in a perfect world, we know we wouldn't even allow that. I'm not even sure if the whole world is like that or if it's just uh, living here in the, uh, the great United States, you know, of America. I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to uh, go ahead and go any further about the um, about this country and how crazy things are, and and it seems like we're we're backwards. But if you think about it, we might be because you know if you're out there in Europe or in Africa, you know, they drive on the left side of the road. You go anywhere else, but hey, we're on the right side of the road, and and that's wrong, you know. But uh, that's just to, to make a statement about that. But back to the thing about what the, the teachers, you have that going on, okay? That's one scenario, okay? Now let's talk about another scenario as far as what the teacher's concerned. Uh, this teacher just so happens to be Caucasian, and uh, it was a story that happened. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Destrehan, Louisiana, but I know it was in Louisiana, where um, it was found out that she was having a relationship with um with a student, 16-year-old boy, okay? Now, straight up, you're supposed to you're supposed to be put under the jail, you know, because you're messing with children, you're messing with minors. I mean, I don't care if he has a, the build of a man and things like that, but he's still a boy. But you're a grown woman, and what would make you want to even risk all of this? But that even, we're going to get on to that topic, too, as far as people's minds think. You, you are nuts. But anyway, okay, she slept with this little boy. Okay, she was arrested, blah, 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 blah. She did not go to jail. She did not go to jail. She was not charged as a sex offender. I'm not sure if she lost her job or not. Now, you have a woman that had sex with a child, okay? For one thing, that's a felony crime. You know, that's carnal knowledge of a minor, okay? And then you have, on another end, you have uh, 12 educators that went to jail for helping these children pass. You know, um, I'm not sure if they were when um, 
because I know there's a lot of, of pressure with schools. It's a lot of pressure to pass and things like that. But you also have to think about it like this as far as with the school system, especially dealing with black schools. You know, and um, I'm going to go into touching on to that too as far as uh, education. You know, as far as black people in education, we complain about um, the educational system, but yet we still send our children to the education system. You know, we still complaining about what maths are doing, but we still let him miseducate our children. And that makes absolutely no sense. But to back to the point of uh, with the teachers, okay, now you have all of these standardized tests that people have to take. Okay, now first thing I want you all to know about standardized tests, they are all biased off top. They're biased, okay? Now the second thing is standardized tests are only designed to make money. That's what it's all about, okay? That's all it is. It's just a way that they can make money. And I, I guess you wonder, well, how, how do you make money off a standardized test? Okay, first thing you have to do is you have to gather a think tank, okay, or a group of people. They need to come up with, okay, what would be the criteria for this particular test? Then you come up with the criteria of the test. After that, you have to think about what type of questions are we going to answer or ask on this test. So you have these various questions that you're asking, okay? Now, that gets formulated, okay, those people need to get paid. <clears throat> the people that type it up, excuse me, they need to get paid. Uh, the editor needs to get paid. When you send that off to printing companies, they get paid. The people that make the scan tron sheets, they get paid. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the, the, the state who, who buys the tests, they pay the people that created the tests, Okay. So they're getting paid that way, okay? So now the states, they're using this, they're issuing out this test. So you can even go as far as to the point of even talking about pencils. <laughs> I know it's all crazy, but you have to think about it. Every little dollar counts when you think about things like that, okay? Now, you have all of these things that are getting paid because of these standardized tests, okay? Now, most people do not know that with standardized tests, is actually a way, excuse me, my throat is a little dry, is actually a way how they get the census to, as far as to build more jails. Most people don't know that. Now, I'll tell you this. Um, I was working with a, a coalition or a co-op um, called Blackout, and we talked about the prison industrial complex and how that's a multi-billion dollar business because, you know, slavery is legal in the Constitution. So, therefore, that's why you have a mass incarceration of black people because uh, it's, it's, it's legalized slavery. But to go back to what I was saying, okay, about standardized tests in prisons and how to use this as far as statistics, as early as the third grade, okay, you have these children that are taking, for one, they're taking these biased tests. They're taking these biased tests, not only with that, the test of bias, but they're Getting, they, they're not getting information to, to even have the knowledge to pass these tests because the education system is so horrible in, in inner city schools. And, and with that, with the inner city schools, it's basically is, um, it's like it's a daycare for the parents. You know? But back to the tests um, and how that affects every child, okay, when they take these tests in their elementary school, in third grade, let's take uh, Louisiana, for example, what they use is the statistics for that is a future prisoner. 
okay? So they figure if this little child that's seven or eight years old passes a particular test, oh, he's going to be a problem in life. And he, he's going to jail. He can't even pass this simple test. But the kids and the parents not even knowing that it was already designed and set up to so they can fail and go to jail anyway. You know, like in a, one of my poems, the game was rigged, then to us it was sold. And, and that's what it is. So you have with these tests, okay? Now, you have children failing, or even children can get good grades, okay? And they fail the test. They can't move on to the next grade. Why is that? All right, you have a child that has straight A's, but if they fail the test, they can't move to the next grade or they can't graduate from high school and things of that nature, okay? Now, we're back to the teachers. They see, I'm just using an example, you know, um, let's say if I was a teacher and I'm helping kids or I'm, I'm helping answers or giving away answers, okay? And I will be doing that because I see that this child has potential and I see the things that this child is up against. So, yeah, I would do it. So I, I can tell you that right now. So I guess I will never be a teacher. <laughs> but... They're doing that to help these, these, these kids move along and, and get out of the situation and the system and things like that. You know, but in the same breath, if, uh, if the, the teachers are getting bonuses based off of, you know, changing test scores and, and things of that nature, that is, to me, that is more unethical because you're doing that for a monetary purpose. You're doing that for a selfish person, a purpose, excuse me, versus just doing that to help out a child, you know, to help them on the uh, next level. But um, what I want to do, like I always talk about, uh, I always like to do a poem with the show. And I finally got this poem down. It's a, it's a piece that I had actually written about a month ago. And... I shared it with Raquel, a.k.a. Thunder, and she was like, oh, I like that. Boy, I wish it went deeper, and it was deep. <laughs> but uh, this is called The Writings on the Wall. I'm a testosterone. Tension is ignited in the pheromones of estrogen. For the time and Mother Nature intertwined to create magic in her womb, it gives birth to genius. Her breasts nourishes a nation, while others are malnourished from imitation. You see, the writing is on the wall. In the pyramids, they're using chemicals to lighten the darkened faces. Woe to those who change the scriptures. Isn't that written in Revelations? Most people don't know the omics. They preceded the Mayan and Incan civilizations. The Moors, they conquered Spain and gave them education. And at his time, Mansa Musa, he was one of the richest men in history. Put it like this. He would have been broke if he woke up with Oprah's money. You see, the writing is on the wall. Buddhism is African spirituality. And ancient Kushite kings were the models for the gods in Greek mythology. And that's why it's called literature and not Egyptology. Man, forget 40 acres in the mule. You see, the Vatican's robbing me, stole my identity, called me a mystery, cloned my genes, and then they issued out carbon copies. 
maybe that's why so many people are fascinated with the Freemasons and the Illuminati. But they can't stop me. <laughs> that's only 33 degrees. I'm a circle of knowledge that's 360. And then I transcend from within. My third eye is activated from the melanin. You see, the best way to beat your enemy is to study him. Know his strengths and weaknesses. Divide and conquer. Then you mentally, spiritually, physically, you break him and cage him and rage him to justify the things that you did and said of him. See, the ultimate goal is to break him, put him to sleep, and never awaken him. Never tell him that only he can save him, and every time he breathes, he's born again. Man, you wasn't born into sin. You was born to win. If you need proof, just look at what your ancestors did. The writing is on the wall. The metaneta, a.k.a. the hieroglyphs. And uh, that was a little joint that I wrote uh, a couple of months ago. The writing is on the wall. Hopefully you all enjoy it. And um and that's one thing about with uh with with uh with poetry and spoken word and things like that. What's so great about it is that we can definitely use it, you know, for uh for social commentary. And it's not just like the uh the roses are red, violets are blue type of pieces. You know, um and it's not always for uh, erotic purposes or uh or sexual poems or love poems or things like that. And that's the great thing about it. But you can encompass so many different things as far as with, with spoken words. I'm just thankful to the ancestors and to God that, hey, this this was given to me or this comes through me and it, and, and I can be a, a vessel where I can just flow through like it's an ebb and a flow. It's a great thing. I'm I'm thankful for that gift. But... Back to the poem, the writing is on the wall. These are the things that they're not teaching us. And when I'm saying they, you know what I mean by they, and you know what I mean by us. These are things that you will not find in a history book. You will not know about this in elementary school or junior high or high school. You know, at the most you hear about, you know, um, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, the peanut man, you know, George Washington Carver, you know, like those little pictures that they put around the borders in your classroom. And this is what they want you to just see. They're not going to talk to you about Marcus Garvey or Nat Turner or Sojourner Truth. They're not going to teach about that. They'll give you a little information about um, Tucson Leopold too. Uh, the Haitian, uh, as far as he and Bookman were one of the two two main people that were uh, really responsible for uh, Napoleon failing. And but you won't you won't hear about these different people. They spoke where it was given. Lead. 
but inspire, ignite, just like you had with with your Martin Luther Kings and and your Rosa Parks and things like that. But they they didn't have that, you know what I'm saying? They didn't have that thunk. And we're not going to learn these things in school. They're not going to teach us that. They don't want you to know these things about yourself. Um, As a matter of fact, I talked about this on the first episode. And, And it's sad. So, therefore, you have all of these things that's against us. Okay, we have uh, economics, social issues, depression, mental issues, spiritual issues. You have all of these things going on. And then these kids, damn, they got to go to school. They got to go to a place where they had to go through metal detectors. What in the world? Metal detectors? For real? Um, As a matter of fact, my sister, she was working at this school, uh, John Mack, back in New Orleans. Another dude went up in there. Little dude went and killed another friend, killed another boy. And these, and this is this is a reality. This is a state where these, where these kids are with. You know, a lot of times they're raising themselves. So imagine the pressure of the child having to go through that, having to grow up so early and things like that. And then on top of that, you're hungry. So when you're in class, you're just who can actually function properly when their stomach is growling, or who can function properly because their mama on crack? Or their dad is in jail or some trumped-up charges. So these children have all of these different pressures on them. So, And then they don't have an outlet anymore because in schools now they're taking out, you know, they're taking out a gym, a PE, you know, they're taking out the arts. They're taking out everything that you can have a relief. And so, therefore, you, you're stuck in these classrooms, and you, you people at their own job don't even sit down for eight hours a day. But you expect these kids <laughs> to do this? And, and so frustration builds up, anger builds up. You have fights and everything else. People can't concentrate in class. You have all of this stuff. Education system is messed up. Actually, I'm thinking about uh, I'm seeing lean on me in my head while I'm watching this. You know, this is what I'm saying. It's like, seriously, these, to me, Teachers are heroes. If they wasn't doing it so they could get a lick, you know, if they wasn't doing it for a bonus, they're the hero. If y'all hear me swallowing on this out there in the uh, radio land, that's me drinking some water. And uh, speaking of a uh, radio land, I do apologize. I want to give a shout out to my boy Raheem Terrio out there in Egypt. He's uh, actually working on a plan in Africa to um, to a clean water initiation fund. Uh, we go all the way back from college at UNO, and um, and I'm proud of him. I'm proud of what he's doing. Proud of you, brother. If you're out there listening to me, um, Marcus, I'm proud of you. Out there in D.C., you're doing your thing. I'm proud of my cousin that's out there in Hawaii. The other one that's in Brazil. You know, my family that's in Guam. Hey, I love all of y'all. You know, so keep spreading the word, Eddie Kane Radio. That's what it's all about. You know, this is worldwide. This is nothing local. You know, because what one person goes through, we all go through. We are the human element. We are all connected. And I just want to make sure that I have Raquel on the line because I've been talking for a good minute. Raquel, are you there? Indeed, I am, Brother Eddie. How are you? Oh, I am awesome. I'm awesome. Thanks, thanks. Thank you. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you so much. Great, great. I just wanted to tell y'all a little something about Raquel. I don't even, 
I've been knowing her so long that I don't even remember when we first met. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, I remember. It, I do remember it was on the portrait spot. It was a portrait scene, and uh, that's when she was going by indeed. the name Thunder. Indeed. And. And and, and, and and for y'all people out there that don't know nothing about New Orleans, New Orleans is not just a spiritual, I mean, not just a, a, a party place. It's more of a spiritual place because mm-hmm. this is a place where uh, where the slaves came. Mm-hmm. You know, um, where they were, when, when y'all like, y'all always hear about the French quarters and y'all won't go to the flea market, well, that's where they auctioned off our ancestors, right there. Mm-hmm. When y'all go out there to Congo Square and go have y'all fun to Armstrong Park or whatever, that's where we used to celebrate when we had our time on Sundays where we can worship in our own unique way. And then from that, that's how jazz came about. You know, so that is something spiritual. We, we, um, and I'm saying all of this is because of the simple fact is it's a lot of energy, essence, and spirit that lies in that city. And coming from that, it can't help but impact you or affect your poetry. I mean, like um, – our listeners out there, y'all know, you know, Sonny Patterson, you know, uh, Def Jam. Mm-hmm. I mean, Def Poets, yeah, and uh, African American mm-hmm. Shakespeare, another Def Poet. You know, they're, they're from New Orleans. That's that energy. We all possess that. Um, LGB, Lyrically mm-hmm. Gifted Brother, who I was talking about on, on the last episode, he's a three-time Dallas Land champ, and he's mm-hmm. from New Orleans. Three-time Dallas Slam champ in New Orleans. My people out here in the Metroplex, I hope you're not mad at me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I am so proud truth. of that. Yeah, it is. The truth is the truth, but I'm like getting hyped because he came from New Orleans to Dallas, never been here before, mm-hmm. and got it. He built a dynasty, if you look at it. Like, if you look mm-hmm. at it, he, he all right, um, moved out here in what, 05. So now it's 2015, 10 years later. I mean, only one other team went three Super Bowls in 10 years in recent history, and that was the Patriots. So, <laughs> and, and you know what I'm saying? So you make it right. To your yeah. And what's so, mm-hmm. what's, what's so gangster about it is that LGB is so humble. I'll be mm-hmm. messing with him all the time. I'm like, man, you're on celebrity status. When I see you, I'm going to drop to my knee and I'm going to bow. I want your autograph when you get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so cool, yeah, he he's is. so laid back and humble. And um, mm-hmm. But back to the energy and the fire, this woman right here that you all have the opportunity and be blessed enough and you don't even know it to hear her voice thunder. When I tell you, I don't know if she named herself that or somebody else did, but it fits because she speaks <laughs> with power, with power, with depth. And... She's one of my mentors. Y'all going to meet a few other of my mentors that's on, on Eddie K Radio. And once again, thank you for having, for coming on the show. Now, um, mm-hmm. earlier, thank you for I was talking me. about, oh, you're welcome. You know, you're welcome. Anytime, anytime you are welcome. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking earlier about, a, you know, a few different things, as a matter of fact, but you live out there in that area. Insight on that situation as far as what the teachers are concerned. Mm. Well, actually, um, today they were supposed to give um, uh, the sentencing today. It started this morning. I didn't get the opportunity to hear exactly what it was, but this morning on the news they were talking about 
the sentences were going to be amended, meaning that they wouldn't spend all of their time in prison. They would spend weekends in prison. So, but of course, of course, those times would be, let's just say for two for a year, they'll spend every weekend in prison or what have you, right? Wow. But <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's like crazy, right? But that's beyond crazy. That's what drug drop. That's what uh, DUI people get. Yeah, the whole idea of what's going on with that really had me uh, perturbed. Because for you to spend that much time on this case and the amount of time that these people are getting because they're in the same uh, boundaries of law as racketeering, like with mobsters and shit. You know, I mean, that that just blew my mind itself. Yes, racketeering. That was that's basically what the charge is. And if you take the time and read what racketeering is, when I did read it, I mean it covered a gamut of stuff, right? Oh. But um, so whenever you guys get the chance to take a look at what it all encompasses, it'll really blow your mind as to how many things are listed under that particular charge. And it goes up to 20 years uh, of prison time. So um, but the, the, the thing that bothered me the most about the whole thing was that when we look at the school system and how it's set up, it's one huge vicious cycle that's just going round and round, and it, it, it doesn't stop until people begin to stop it, you know, the parents, you know, your everyday people, um, you would think that it would be the parents stopping it, but those who don't see what's going on, they won't stand up. And it's because they don't know and don't understand what's going on. Um, It tends to just, you know, the government, the system just continues to encroach upon your life a little bit every day. And until one day it drops in your lap and you're like, damn, we had this kind point like, already? How did we get yeah. here? You know? Right. Kind of like how and, if you want to uh, kill a frog, boil it slow, slowly yeah. raise up the, uh, the fire. Yeah. So these, these, children are, these children are hurting. You know, that whole system of no child left behind is really hurting the children because what's happening is, they're passing the students along um, because they don't want a child left behind because they're getting what they call, um, you know, one plus one equals two. It's always two, right? But if they put the answer as three, they don't get to sh- – they don't tell them that, um, you know, the answer is two and give them an example and show them, hey, these are two apples and one and one equals two, and this is what you see. This is the visual. What they're doing now is saying one plus one is two, and the child writes three, and they don't explain it to them, and it's like, oh, you know what? You tried. You know, you go ahead, and we're going to give you something else. We're just going to, you know, just pass you along. Mm. And 
it's crazy because I have friends that are teachers as well, and their entire school year is built around preparation for testing, which means you have no time to teach. And I myself, before I left uh, New Orleans, my friend, one of my friends, uh, I used to go to her class every year, and I would help her decorate her class for the school year. And I actually had a chance to look at one of those tests, and I promise you, some of the stuff on there I could not answer. So I'm, I know I'm it. It blows my mind that, you know, the standardized testing, you know, people are saying there was one guy, gentleman on the news, on, on Atlanta news, talking about we've been helping these students. We're trying to help these students, and they're doing something like this, and they're cheating, and they need to go to jail, and this da-da-da-da-da. And what I was saying was the total opposite. No, you haven't been helping the children. Because if you really wanted to help those children, you would be fighting to take the test away, period. Right. Because the test is what's harming the whole system. But they're using the test to get funding. They're using the test to, uh, for the pipeline to prison. Because they're evaluating these children based on what it is they can or cannot answer. They're rating them as, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, gosh, my brain just went dead. You know, special education classes oh, and yeah. their behavior oh, yeah. problems. And they, and they, and they label put them on these uh, medicine. And yes, on and they medicine. label these children. And then you've got the parents who are not standing up because now they're getting a check because the child is special. So who's going to really say anything? You know, right. so it's just one big cycle that's not really helping at all. But right, and so the child to say that you're going to take like where nobody, yeah. To say that you're going to take twelve educators and you're going to put them in prison every weekend for a year, just just say it's a year. That's a long damn time. Fifty-two weeks. You have 52 weekends that you're going to spend at prison. And um, I would think that if it was some sort of punishment, I would say, okay, no, you can't teach for X amount of years. Or I'm sure it could have been, it could have been something else. But prison time and based on the, the energy that was surrounded behind this test and why they needed to pay it. And these children need to pass because, see, the school needs funding or because that's what it's all tied to all the time. Um, we have got to start fighting for the children and right. standing up for things that we think is wrong. But then once again, if you don't think that anything's wrong, you're not going to stand up. Right. No, no one's gonna move. They're not gonna operate in that manner. Right. So, um, it's just I think that our children need to know uh, their own history. It gives them a certain sense of pride, a certain sense of I can, 
I can do this. I am capable because there was someone else before me that did something similar or I can do something better than they even did. You know, and without those things, the way that, you know, we're we're taught in schools, the public school system, I call it now, um, <laughs> which, which I came from it too. I went to a private school from, you know, kindergarten up to the sixth grade, and the remainder of my time in school, I, you know, it was public school and then college. Mm. And I can promise you, I learned more after college than I did in college. Because to me it was just a repeat. It was a repeat of what I picked up in in high school or whatever. You know, it's it's just, it's too much. You leave out of there with a degree and you're supposed to have 360 degrees of knowledge. But you spend all your money trying to get this one. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's it's retarded. It's retarded. Mm. And when you sit down and you think about this mess, it's like, okay, you're giving me all of these classes, you know, when, okay, the whole reason that I'm here is to study psychology, just hypothetically. Why am I taking all this other foolishness that I had in high school, you know, math mm-hmm. and you know, algebra, and I'm repeating all this stuff again. Right, that's your first two years is prerequisite. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, before I even get to the core of what I'm here for. Right. So they're trying to draw money from you. And, you know, once again, you know, when we talk about the school system, it is all designed, even your college. Everything is designed for you to depend on the system. It's not designed for you to learn something and raise above it and get away from it or do something on your own and make your own way. It's designed to teach you to get a job. I mean, well, you have to look at it like this. It's a, uh, the system is a succubus and it needs a host. You know, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, mm-hmm. it, it's like if so... Therefore, you know, it, it's kind of like um, the reason why, you know, uh, the slave owners didn't want the slaves to know how to read. Shoot, you know mm-hmm. how to read a map. You know where you're going. <laughs> you right. know how to get away. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so they ain't going to teach you how to read no map. It, 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 mm-hmm. it, it needs it. And then and, and what's mm-hmm. so funny is it's kind of, I'm thinking about uh, the Matrix now. When, um, mm-hmm. when, when uh, Morpheus and Neo, when they were inside the Matrix and he was walking and talking, and they were walking down the street, and he was like, some people are so blinded, so hopelessly dependent upon the system that mm-hmm. they had died for it. Right, right. And not realizing that the system don't, don't care about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the system just it does. Need, the system needs you to work for it, and, and that, that comes with, you know, um, with the mind, mindset of thinking, like with most people with, uh, you know, with jobs and everything else. Oh, I need a job. I need this particular job. I need this job. Really, mm-hmm. that job needs you. Right. That job needs you to make money. So you mm-hmm. go into this place to give them your time, mm-hmm. and then you have to wait to get money for your time mm-hmm. when you could have just worked for yourself or put in right. uh, 
start making steps towards working for yourself and making yourself independent. You know, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of us we don't we don't look at that like that because you know we we feel hey, um, I got a job, I'm secure. People get laid off every day. They sure do. Every day in the economy is, is not where it's at. I mean, especially if you don't have a um, if you don't have a trade or a specialized skill. You know, mm-hmm. even nowadays, you know, a bachelor's degree can't get you nothing. Mm-hmm. It sure can. And I tell you, if you don't have your thinking tank going, if it's not running and working, if it ain't up and running, you're gonna be caught up in this mess for the long haul. You you got to have you got to have your mind in a place. And I'm not saying this to say that everybody that goes on a job is a fool or anything. Because guess what? I got a job too. Right, right. You we gotta, have to we gotta pay, pay bills. bills. We gotta live. But, we gotta eat. But what you gotta think about, what you have to think about, is that there is something greater, something more rewarding than what you're doing every day. You know, you can you can do something different. You just have to put the energy there, and it's all revolved around the energy. And once again, we go back with education again. You know, the way the system is, it's designed to put things into you, to give, you know, dump stuff into you, right? Right. But, not real, but, but knowledge, knowledge it's designed the way it is, not designed the way it is. It's there. You're pulling things out that's already within because you have everything that you need already. You just got to turn it on because right now the switch is off. Right. Because you were born a thinker. You were thinking. Your ancestors were thinking all the time. There were always thinkers. There were geniuses. There were architects, mathematicians, doctors. You know, they formed governments. I mean, this whole world is built upon what our ancestors did. But nobody tells you that because. How dare they tell you that? Because then you'll know that you come from greatness and you won't listen to their bull crap no more. Mm. You see? So right. the no, whole I, I, idea I, I, is to keep it out of school. Don't tell them. Right. I know um, I was having a conversation with uh, one of my neighbors the other day. And... Mm. Uh, we were sitting there talking about some stuff, and I was letting him listen to a couple of episodes and stuff. And he was like, yeah, man, you know, uh, the things that, man, you're talking about, the things you talk about, he said, man, I didn't learn that stuff until college. And he was like, I figured it out. He was like, he said, he, what he said, the game is to be sold and not to be told. And he was like, if you mm-hmm. want to know a lot of this stuff, man, you got to go to college and pay for this. And, then, mm-hmm. and he said, then it don't even go into depth about it. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's the truth. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and today, I mean, if you want to know anything, all you got to do is just go on your phone. You know, most people, we use our phones strictly for social media and entertainment purposes or to go shopping or we need some directions. Most mm-hmm. people are not 
they're not Googling information. They don't want to find out anything. They don't mm-hmm. care. They're, they're happy with what they have because they've been told that that's all they can get. I tell people all the time, I made Google a verb. Because <laughs> it's an actual word. I Google everything. You know, I'm looking for stuff all the time. doesn't mean I always use Google, but I'm always looking for something. You know, I, I, you know, I always tell my mom that, you know, she taught me at a very young age to be inquisitive without really knowing that that's what she was doing. And, you know, she would always tell me, I'm like, oh, Mom, how do you spell... I don't know, world. I don't know, just hypothetically when. And she's like, break it down phonetically and look it up in the dictionary. I said, well, I'm going to look it up in the dictionary if I can't spell it. Sound it out. She said, sound it out. And then if you can't find it, then I'll help you. Mm -hmm. So she was teaching me all the time. She was teaching me all the time not to take someone else's word for everything. Look for yourself. And I tell it to people the same thing. I tell them the same thing. You know, don't take my word for it. Go search for it yourself because you appreciate it more. You understand it a little better because you were seeking the knowledge. Nobody just dropped it on you. Right. You know, so. That's like that quote, uh, speak and you shall find. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're looking for, but um, you know, um, from what I see, the way everything is set up is all right. Let's say uh, back to the uh, that poem that I spit. Um, mm-hmm. The writing's on the wall. When um, the best way to beat your enemy is to know your enemy. Mm-hmm. They know our greatness. Mm-hmm. They know everything about us. That's and right. they basically they cloned us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they cloned our identities, and we don't realize it. And mm-hmm. and then they fabricated one for us. Uh, I'm, and the reason why I'm saying fabricated one mm-hmm. is because uh, in 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 America they only go as far as back as is slavery. And Please. they don't even want to take, yeah, and they don't even want to take credit for that. You know, they trying to change in the history books, you know, saying that it was mm-hmm. unpaid interns. What? Wow. And this is, yeah, this is. In Shut Texas, the front door. You know, the, the, the great state of Texas, yeah, that made, talking about Moses is mm. one of the founding fathers and of, of all kind of stuff. And uh, it's like, That's what great. are y'all doing? So so now we're unpaid interns. We volunteered to, to, mm. to work for for 400 years. <laughs> we don't want no money. <laughs> we Isn't want the fun? worst conditions. <laughs> wow. Yes. And and so we thinking that uh, that's all I want. I knew they were know. doing that, but I didn't know that's the name they was trying to use. Mm-hmm. That's I'm crazy. crazy. And that is oh, beyond crazy. That crazy. is insane. And you know, once again, I'll say that you know, just like you're saying, you know, know your enemy. And I say like the on the the walls in um in Kemet, or what we know as Egypt, um, 
which is a Greek word, which it, it became uh, Egypt after the Greeks overthrew it. But um, on those walls, it said, know thyself. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, knowing yourself is a powerful thing. And I don't mm-hmm. mean just just yourself, you know, your your single being of you, but where you come from, what your ancestors were about, what they did, what was laid before you, what is the legacy that came, that was there before you. To know that, I tell you, you walk with a different, your, your shoulders are straight, your head is high, your thinking is different, what comes right. out of your mouth is different. And people look at you like you're crazy, like, where's she from? Who is that? <laughs> you know, who are you? I've had people ask me that all the time. Where you from? You know, mm. what, what, you, what you do for a living? I never tell them I what I do. I live for a living. I tell yeah, people, like, what you do I for a living? I live. That I work, you know, where I work or whatever. I never tell them that. Right. I'll tell them, you know, I'm a writer. I'm a poet. You know, zone been struck. I do all kinds of things. You know, right? Well, well, why yes? You know, yeah. What you want to know? You know, they want to. They thinking that you know you're doing something different because you sound different. You speak different. Right. You know, what your ideas? They come. Everything your pride exudes through your skin almost. Mm. And when people pass you and they see it, and then you open your mouth and speak, they're like, that's not the average person right there speaking. You know, they call you crazy sometimes, but I'm used to being called crazy, so I'm, you know, that don't even bother me no more. <laughs> yes, All right, you know, I'm you know, with Rock, you know, she, she and y'all know what kind of bag she going to come out of. Why you say that? I mean, why you say that? Because I'm not ashamed to speak. Right. And because when I speak, I'm speaking some sense. So now I'm crazy because I speak what you call out of turn. No, it's not out of turn. I'm just speaking when I need to speak. That's all. You know, um, it's a... It's a pretty good feeling to know who you are. It's a very good feeling. And I wish, you know, sometimes I, you know, uh, I I say in this poem that I had one time, uh, I lie awake at night dreaming with my eyes open. Mm. You know, because I'm thinking about why is it that so many people don't see the way I see? You know, it's all, I mean, I can literally walk through crowds of people and they look like the walking dead because I can see, I can see their, you know, their spirit is broken or, or uh, they just, your vibe is just not good. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. Oh, and yes. Uh, it's a lot of people out here 
that are what, what some people would call lost, you know, what people in the spiritual world of, of, of the, the religious world, I'll say, I'm sorry, they would call lost. And I call them lost because, you know, um, it's actually kind of scary to walk around feeling good, knowing that you're good, and knowing that there's so many other people around you that are not in that same place. So when you you get into the company of people like yourself, you know, people with like minds and like thoughts and, you know, the good energy, man, that is a high in itself. Oh, yeah, it is. I don't need no weed. That should be good <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh, yes. And it's like uh, what they say, when two or more come in my name, I am there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's like, um, and for, 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 for our listeners out there that's listening, you know, I, I know you're, you're associated that with the uh, the Bible and things mm-hmm. like that. What I'm mm-hmm. talking about, when, um, because uh, I, I always say this and I'm going to keep saying this, you know, uh, ye are God's children of the most high. You know, mm-hmm. everyone, every one of you that's listening out here, I don't care where you are, I don't care how old you are, you are God. It, it tells mm-hmm. you that in the Bible. Look it up mm-hmm. again, people, Psalms 82, verse 6. So you within yourself. And and then it also tells you that God <clears throat> resides in the temple. The body is a temple. So God resides in you. So that means mm-hmm. if God resides in you, that means back to ye are God's, children mm-hmm. of the most high. But when you, when you right. go a little further, but it says ye should die as men and women. But that don't matter because, mm-hmm. really, you can't kill flesh anyway. You know what I'm right. saying? This ain't nothing but a house. You know what I'm saying? Just like you have a car or whatever. Your car breaks, you just get a new car. That car is still there. It's just somewhere in the mm-hmm. junkyard or whatever, but you get a new car. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and while I'm saying that, when two or more come to my name, I am there, that means more meetings of the minds and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say, <clears throat> let's say for you people out here that's listening, um, I'm using this analogy of you boil spaghetti, okay? Before you boil spaghetti, you have to get that water and, mm-hmm. you know, put it on the stove and let it get hot, and it starts to bowl up, okay? Mm-hmm. What I do when I, before I put my spaghetti in is I put olive oil in the water, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, for you listeners, a little cooking tip, that helps a lot with spaghetti. stops it from sticking and everything else. But mm-hmm. it also gives it flavor. <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> we going to get a cooking the, uh, show, too. <laughs> yeah, we're we going to do a cooking segment one day. <laughs> Y'all better watch out because that's going to be coming soon on Eddie Kane TV. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> but back with the water when it's boiling and you put that olive oil in there, <clears throat> the olive oil is all throughout the pot. But then mm-hmm. slowly one of those bubbles from that olive oil hits another small bubble in the olive oil, and it connects, and it gets a little bigger. Then they hit another bubble, and it gets mm-hmm. a little bigger. Then then it hits another bubble. And, it, and then next thing you know, when you're looking, that olive oil has become one big bubble. Mm-hmm. in that pot of water that's boiling. And so that's mm-hmm. what I mean to everyone when I'm saying when two or more come in my name, I am there. That's the meaning of the minds, okay? Mm-hmm. And then back to what you were saying is when you're in that company and you have that high, and because we are spiritual beings, we are spirits with bodies. We are not bodies with spirits for those who are mm-hmm. listening. Remember right. this. 
I don't care if you don't believe it. Tell yourself Mm -hmm. this every day, and you will start to understand. Mm -hmm. You will start to see things differently, like you said. Know thyself. That's right. Because, once again, we're going to go back. If God Mm -hmm. resides in you, God is a spirit. That means you are a spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, Absolutely. so when we have these meetings of the mind that we've gathered, and like you said, have your think tank going, we have this one big bubble, this one big energy, the the ideas, the thoughts, and and to also people that are listening, this is how you get anything done. This is how they came up with these standardized tests. This mm-hmm. is how they came up with the idea of slavery. But this is also mm-hmm. the idea of how they came up with how we're going to build these pyramids correctly. How are we going to build this sphinx? It was a meeting of the minds. So mm-hmm. when you have a meeting of the minds, you can use that just like you got the positive, the negative, the light, the dark, good, evil, yin, yang. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you can use it for either side, but mm-hmm. it's up to what side of you that you want to use for that idea. You can use Absolutely. the dark side of you mm-hmm. or you can use the light side of you. And so, but when we get together, when, us, when we know ourselves, mm-hmm. And we do some phenomenal things. You can literally change the world because Absolutely. you have a meeting. Anything that you, you can, anything you can fathom, it can happen. You know, how you think they came up with airplanes and, and all other kind of foolishness, mm-hmm. meeting of, of the mind. And so that goes back to education. That goes back to Google. Go to the bookstore. For those that want to know about their history, if you're in New Orleans, there's um, the community bookstore right there for Broad and uh, um, Bayou Road. Bayou Road. Check them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bayou Road. And that's in uh, New Orleans for those that's listening. For the people out here in, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, go to the Doc Bookshop. It's uh, on Meadowbrook, right off of uh, Interstate 820. Check them out. They are one of two only black stores, bookstores that's in um in Texas. And if you all aren't around that, go online. Mm-hmm. Get me the books. You're not going to find them at your public library. I can tell you that mm-hmm. right now. So don't even waste your time going. <laughs> and, but, and look, and even, some of the ones that are there, they behind a special uh, reference table because right. certain yeah, ones you can't they don't want you to read. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, you um, really start getting into some deep stuff. Yeah, you're going to seek more books to read, and those books that you're going to seek to read are going to lead you to those types of books, and mm-hmm. they're going to be very, very hard to find uh, because I'm telling you, it's there. It's out there. It's just that you have to start seeking. You've got to start looking, and don't just look in one book. It's in many. One will lead you to another and another and another, and you'll, I mean, you, I promise you, I'm going to go to my grave, read it. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. And, then, and then, like you said, and, and you're looking, and all of this leads to knowledge itself. For mm-hmm. those that, um, for those that, that like, for my hip-hop heads out there that, that like, uh, you know, most death and Talib Kweli, you know, they, they group Black Star. Mm-hmm. Check out that song, KOS, Knowledge Yourself. Mm-hmm. They're dropping knowledge, you know, and, and I'm even talking about this now because we, for our listeners, I'm just going to say this. When me and Raquel get on the phone, we, we talk for hours. Mm-hmm. And so, right. <laughs> right. and we talk about a plethora of things. And I'm not just using, that's not a big word, y'all, because that's what, six letters, plethora? For those who don't know, that just means a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, um, sure does. Yep. And um, but about like as far as uh, I'm talking about, you know, Black Star and Most Def, Talib Kweli, you know, uh, that's hip hop. To me, is a difference between hip hop and rap. You know, and um, mm-hmm. hip hop is more of a, you know, they're teaching things, you learn the things, but you're still having fun. You know, rap is mm-hmm. that BS that's on mainstream, and that's yeah. also part of the system. Pop the Miley, I'm sweating. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> all I want for my birthday. Mm-mm-mm. I'm like, yeah, man, but, uh, people, be careful with your feet and your mind. My goodness. <laughs> oh yes, and then you have um. Well, Pac said it best. You know, pretty soon we have a race of babies that hate the ladies that make the babies. Mm-hmm. You know, and um. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on right now. We don't even realize it, you know. Um, yeah. Yep. Our people, you know, because we're so in search of a identity. As far as uh, mm-hmm. black people in America, they're in search of an identity because they don't know how to look past slavery. People don't know how to pick up a book or have a conversation, something like that. So what they're mm-hmm. doing is they're looking for their identities in the worst way. They're looking as far as the media. They're looking at the tab eyes to your vision, the television. Mm-hmm. Or what they call the idiot box. That's why it's Mm -hmm. called television programming. It is programming you. That's right. You know, the same in the same breath with the uh, with the music. If you all ever notice, the hooks are longer than the verses in the song, and that's Mm -hmm. for a reason because it's repetitious. It's repetitious and it's going in your head. And then you're looking at these 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 various images. You know what I'm saying? As far as with the pants sagging or the skinny jeans and now these dudes. Like Usher wearing skirts and stuff like that. No, all of that, to y'all that's listening, that's all part of a system to program Absolutely. your mind Absolutely. and to get you to, to, to act in a certain way, in a certain mind frame, because you don't realize it's, it's, it's subliminal messages in your face. Mm-hmm. And we're so desensitized to it. I remember when I was younger, and uh, this was in the 80s or something, and I used to be watching Soul Train, and this one, then women just started dressing skimp, and my grandma was like, you can't watch that. Get out the room. You're not watching uh-huh. that. You're not watching mm-hmm. a woman shake like that. Get out the room. When they finish their little dance line, you come back. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, but I, I see what she was talking about. You know what I'm saying? And and we mm-hmm. have to be mindful of that, even with these cartoons. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Honest, but they don't they don't pay attention and just so desensitized. And, mm-hmm. But what's your take um, on that? On the television? Yeah. Oh boy. Well, first of all, I'll say something that uh one of the people that I love to listen to or hear, uh, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. Oh, I love her. Isis Pitch. She said, yes, she said reading is more important than watching television. And I have kind of, for the last, I'll say, 20 years of my life, I'll probably say that I don't watch much. And I never really did watch a lot of television. I do like watching movies, 
but television per se. Now I do have my favorite shows, and yes, I do watch. Uh, what's the thing? The popular show that just on Fox. Empire. Uh, Empire. I watch that. I watch. But it. I promise you, y'all. Yeah, yeah that, don't hate. Don't hate. That you might be. That might be one of the only shows that I literally will tune into and watch it. Other than that, I don't watch. But you know, TV. Like you said, it is called TV programming for a reason. And um, I wrote something a few years ago uh, called TV Heads. And you about to spit it first? <laughs> if I thought I could remember it all, because it's that old, I would. Oh, okay. But um, maybe the next time I'm on, I'll spit it. All right. Because, cool. boy, I tell you, it's. It's dusty. But <laughs> I, I did write it. <laughs> I wrote it around the time when the whole thing about um, uh, right after the time when Janet Jackson had the 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 well, costume oh, malfunction, they called it. Yeah. I yeah. wrote it a little after that. And the oh. power had gone out in the house that, you know, one particular day. And I wrote it that day. Um, just from the power being out, I had a candle, a notebook, and yeah. a pen, and I just went to work. Something just came to me, and I wrote it. But the TV is 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 really really important in in this in this system because everything comes across it that you know works on the mind. You know right. the news media. You know, with the killing all day. See, that's that's to scare you. And then you get alarms, and then you buy guns, and then you, you know, all of these things that you're doing. And you can get caught up into it so easily as to what comes on the TV that you forget yourself. You forget to meditate. You forget to think. You forget to... Do things without someone telling you what to do. You know, it's almost like directing you every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I watch the news in the morning to see the traffic. You know, what's going on with the traffic? Because, you know, traffic is crazy here in Atlanta, right? Right. So I get that. But when I look at it, I realize how many times they're repeating the segment that they just said like 30 minutes ago. And they're repeating the same stories again. And I was like, why yep. do they do that? You know, don't you think that we're tired of hearing that? No. They know you're probably tired of hearing it. It's just like a commercial. You ever notice that when the commercials come on, they're louder than the program that you're watching? And that's supposed to be illegal. Because they're trying to say something to you. I try my damnedest not to go to bed with the TV on. Because your ears are still, your ears and your brain, your brain is still working when, that, when you're asleep. Right. So then that TV is talking to you in your sleep. It's programming you while you're resting. And then it's not true rest at that point. Right. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yes. that thing now, man, it's a, it's a beast. Hmm. Whoever came up with that shit is ingenious. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, they are well, working on your brain all day long. Can't avoid it. You you got to you have to take control of what it is that you turn on. I'm a firm believer of that. If you're gonna watch TV, be very conscious of what you're choosing to watch. Right. You know, choose it. You choose it. Don't just let the thing play. If you're not looking at it, turn that thing off. Don't just let it play. You know what I mean? Choose a documentary to look at or something, you know? Right, something educational, something for the mind. Even mm-hmm. even if you want to relax, you know, nothing wrong with watching a 30-minute mm-hmm. comedy or something like that. You know, you need out here. Right. But that also, like you're saying, it, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, for some reason, our people love drama and mm-hmm. reality shows with a whole bunch of drama mm-hmm. in it. Uh, you know, you have your your basketball wives, your Atlanta housewives, the real housewives of this, and mm-hmm. and um everything is 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 drama centered, love and hip hop or whatever. And and what's happening? What I've noticed, and a lot of these females don't even realize it. That's where they're picking up their lingos from. That's where they they mannerism, how they acting. I'm a real bitch for real. You a dog? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, and and then mm-hmm. and and so you have in these shows is, is women that's constantly bickering, fighting, talking about each other behind their back, throwing alcohol in each other's face, and all this. And this is how a lot of black women act, and mm-hmm. they think that is right. I'm getting turned out. For real, <laughs> you you got children. That's right. <laughs> you talking about getting turned out? Yeah, and and they think it's cute and don't even realize that this is for a reason. All of this is is a distraction. It's taking mm-hmm. you from from your natural state, from your from your godly state. Mhm. It's all to and, keep you from. It's all to keep you from thinking. Well, because the minute you start thinking, you'll figure this stuff out. Right. You'll figure out what's going on. You'll figure out that the system works against you. You'll figure out. And see, what I tell people all the time is that to live, you know the saying that they, uh, um, I don't even know if it's actually in the Bible or just religious people say it, but the saying of be in the world but not of the world. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay. And I think I take that pretty seriously because you can live here and not be of this place. You can be about something else. You know, you have the right to choose and you have the power to rise above the things that go on around you by choosing what you read, by choosing what you see, by choosing what you listen to by choosing to associate with people who have like minds, by choosing to uh, associate yourself with people that are going to places that you want to go. You can live here and still be fantastic. And those are the types of things that adults need to know. 
and especially our children need to know because they're getting fucked up and chewed up, you know, by everything that's around them. The society is just tearing them apart because they want to fit. Like you said, they're looking for an identity, and their identity comes with knowing yourself. And the TV keeps you from knowing yourself. That's why they have entertainment. Hmm. Mint means entertaining your mentality. It's, it's doing something, government. It's governing your mentality. It's telling you what to do. You're not telling it what to do. You've got to flip the script and you've got to be in control. You are the you are the great person. You're the great I am. You're a god. You're a goddess. You have the power to control it. It's all in your hands. Your life and everything else is in the power of your own tongue. All you got to do is speak it because your words are powerful. That's why you have to be careful of what you choose to surround yourself with. But you can't know that if you caught up in the TV, you know, the football games, and, and not saying you can't do those things, but you have to know what they are, and they have to have their own place. You know what I'm saying? You can be yep. entertained, but you got to know when you got to stop that stuff and do something else. You yep. can go to the football game, but you got to know it's a game. Right. You can't be in there throwing beers at people and getting mad and getting your emotions all in the world because they missed the uh missed the sack. Yeah, well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, are you serious? It's a game, sport and play. Yep. This whole world is built upon keeping you from being you. That's it. Right. Keep them from being themselves. And we gonna always have control. But who am mm-hmm. I? You know, I just live here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm. Right. But um, you said something when you were talking about the great I am, and you were talking about speaking things to existence. That uh, that uh, actually something came to my mind, and um. Like a lot of people, you they talk about the, you know, when you, when you hear the Bible it talks about in the beginning, mm-hmm. was the word, right? And um, and and then it also talks about how you know God said, you know, uh, let there be light, let there be darkness, blah blah blah. He spoke mm-hmm. things to, into existence, but to go back to the beginning, in the beginning was the word. Okay, so with the mm-hmm. word. With a word, you need sound. Uh huh. Sound comes from vibrations. Mm-hmm. Vibrations are an energy. Right. That's Absolutely. what we are. And so mm-hmm. you have different frequencies and things like that because different frequencies produce different things. Mm-hmm. So as far as even if you want to look at it on a on a musical level, you have frequencies as far as treble and, and mm-hmm. bass, or you have hertz right. and all these things. If you raise the frequency so high, you can shatter glass. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a frequency so low, 
I forgot what, what type of instrument it is, but when you put this, this certain type of vibrations next to sand, the sand, it begins to form geometric shapes, mm-hmm. things like that. And so so when we going back to as far as with the, uh, the industry, the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. whether it be television or music, it's, you're dealing with frequency. Right. And and your brain operates off of frequency. Mm-hmm. So you can you can you can turn things to certain frequencies to do certain things to a person's brain. DJs know this stuff. That's uh-huh. how they know how to get the they they know how to get the club hype and they know how to bring them down. Because you're right. dealing with certain you're dealing with uh various rhythms and frequencies. And mm-hmm. most of us we don't pay attention to that. And the reason why I'm saying is because I want to, to go back to what I said earlier about you are a spirit that has a body. Right. Not that you are a body that has a, a spirit. Mm-hmm. You, you, you operate on, we operate on various vibrations and frequencies. So when we're looking at negative things, you know, with these frequencies, that's how it affects us. And that's why mm-hmm. so easily, like you said, even when you're asleep, you're taking in whatever it is, let's say if it's a violent movie. That's why right. while you're asleep. Mm-hmm. It might it'll probably affect your dreams. You have a horrible dream or something like that. But you will also wind up acting out in some kind of violent manner eventually. Mm-hmm. Because you'd be in program. Yep. But I don't know where that mm-hmm. thought came from. It just, <laughs> just came. In. Hey, it was supposed to come mm-hmm. forth, man. It was supposed to come forward. Definitely was. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But um well, I was just looking at the time. Actually the show it went by so fast. It's been an hour twenty minutes. It's been the longest show we had. I told y'all we Yeah. Could talk. Yeah, man. <laughs> and uh it's not even about to be over with. But what I wanna know, um before we let you continue with your your evening, because I know it's going on uh eleven o'clock at night out there. Um, yeah. Is is there something because this show is 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 not only about spoken word, but you know we talk about just like we were doing social economic issues, uh, is motivational mm-hmm. speaking and things like that. What do you recommend to our listeners to a person that's 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 trying to find themselves or that has found themselves him or herself, but are trying to take themselves to the next level? Where it be may it be um on a physical plane, like let's say maybe finances or relationships or whatever, but they they, mm-hmm. they know who they are. So what can you recommend to a person that, all right, I know who I am, what's the next step? How do I get the rest of my life together? What do I do? Well, I always say, I always say read, but also I always I also say meditate. Take some time and just be quiet and be still, and things will begin to come to you as what you should do next. You know, um, that quiet time allows you to hear your, to hear yourself, to hear your God consciousness, because once again, like you said, God is within you know, it's with you. So when you begin to get quiet, you begin to hear yourself think. You can hear what it is that you need to do next. 
things will just be revealed to you. But you got to start with taking some of that time for yourself. And, you know, I had to learn that I needed to take time for myself because I can run like crazy. You know, I can do, try to attempt to do five things at one time, knowing that I can't get anything done well doing it like that. But, um, you know, sometimes you have so much going on in your life that you want to do, so many things that you want to do, I'm sorry, and you don't know which thing you should do first or which thing you should do next. And sometimes that quiet time really allows you to hear what you should do next. And also, if you've got a good friend, um, somebody, I mean a real friend, I ain't talking about somebody, you know, that you just kick it with at the club. I mean a thinker. Right. Somebody's right. going to kick you and say, hey, look, you ain't doing that right. You need to think about that some more. Somebody who's really in your corner, whether it's your spouse, whether it's a friend, you know, or what have you. Sometimes, you know, if you link up with somebody who's got uh, what you think, to, to see, they seem to have their thing together or they have some goals set or whatever, sometimes you can follow some of the things that they do. You know, you link up with somebody who's got a purpose, you're going to find yours. Right. It'll it'll come to you, I promise you. I didn't find mine by accident. You know, it came from being quiet sometimes, away from people. Because guess what? I get to a point sometimes, like, I don't feel like being bothered. I'm just going to be quiet, you know. If somebody called, I look at the phone, and like, mm, I can't talk to them right now. I'm trying to get something done. I have every intention on calling them back, but it's it's things that I've got on my mind. I've got to I've got to get this thing done or this thought finished or what have you. I'll call them back. I mean, just just unplug yourself a little while. Stay off of Facebook for a day or two. And just thinking the time with the time that you spend on social media and all these things, there's nothing wrong with being on them. But find some time for yourself where you're not connecting to all of that stuff. Right. It it really will bring you some some revelations. Unplug, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Literally. And unplugged. I know it's hard to do too. <clears throat> Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it, the technology is definitely addicting and things like that. And that's all, you know, go back to um, taking us from our natural state to who we really are. And um, <clears throat> speaking of that, um, we're going to actually talk about this the next time we're on the phone as far as how our ancestors had the ability, and we still have this ability, is just that, you know, these frequencies and these vibrations are stopping us. We possess the, the gift of telepathy. Mm-hmm. things of that nature. But our yeah. vibrations are so low where we can't do that right now. You that's, know, most that's people think the that's whole, all. The whole idea of the telephone was built off of that 
idea itself, telepathy. There you go. And mm-hmm. that's what these, uh, with all of these uh, comic book movies and things with these mutants, that's, that's based off of actual gifts, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> as far as what, what things what people can do. But that is definitely going to be another topic where we're talking about. Um, I want you to hold on for a second before, well, when we get off the air because we still need to talk a little more. But uh, <laughs> I am thinking, yep. Look, that's all I'm right, Radio World. Y'all know. ain't going to hear everything now. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but once again, Raquel, a.k.a. Thunder, thank you for being a guest on our show today. Tonight, we definitely appreciate it. Um, much love to you and your endeavors. Thank you so much. I know thank you so much, Eddie, for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, to everybody out there in Radio Land, I hope that you continue to tune in to Eddie Can Radio. Uh, oh. This brother has a lot to speak about, and um, he's doing a lot of things, and a lot of change can come through people tuning in and just hearing some of the things that he talks about uh, just to get your, your think tank going. You know, and you have to plug into things of this nature to raise your vibration, to change yourself, which in turn changes the world. Ooh, wow. Ooh, I'm humbled. Thank you. We might have to uh, take that and use that as a commercial. <laughs> wow, thank you for that. And to our listeners out there, you know, I end this off with you every week. When the world is moving by too fast and so fast, just step back and breathe. And everything will be all right. This is Eddie Kane Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Kane. Eddie Kane Radio is an ECMS Productions. You have a good one. We'll see you next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.